Welcome to Tech Trek Podcast. One of your hosts, Jeff Kirk. Hi, I'm your other host, Jenny Kessler. Thanks for joining us to this, on this podcast today. Um, you know, we, we try to think about solving problems uh, with the use of Star Trek technology and, mm-hmm. and some of those features and gadgets. Today's subject is one where it's not so much a, a gadget, but it's a, it's a topic, I think, that's been percolating in the background for a little bit. We even talked about it in our last uh, our last session when we were talking about the translator and and, and its uses. But but Jenny, you want to talk about what our subject is going to be today? Yeah. Um, so oftentimes you, you see like in the Star Trek world, the you know there's this hand to hand combat uh, going on and a lot. <laughs> a lot of it, and especially for uh, like um, you know science fiction show where I you know I never really took an official inventory of star, you know, of science fiction to see like that's hand to hand combat happen a lot. Um, <laughs> but it does a lot in Star Trek world, everything from like martial arts to, you know, hand to hand weapons and um, all kinds of different ways to um, subdue your enemies and get through a situation. So uh, I thought it would be good if we can, so, we can look at some of the technology around it as well as some of yeah. the philosophy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the the topic of brute strength, obviously, for me, it brings to mind, you know, figures like, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or, mm-hmm. you know, Macho Man Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan. But uh, I think in Star Trek, it was applied in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, there were, there were all kinds of examples of it. And I think that's, what's really interesting in, in what we're hopefully going to explore in this conversation too. There's, there's a lot of different sort of looks and feels for how brute strength was applied. Right. Right. And, and I guess brute, it's not all brute strength. Some of it's <laughs> mess, you know, um, you know, there is the old, you know, and I crush my enemies and hear the lamentations of their women. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's a good Klingon proverb. They say that when you're usually <laughs> at bedtime. Usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it's you haven't seen Conan the Barbarian until you've seen it in the original Klingon, right? That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about some some of the hand to hand stuff. If you want to. Yeah. So 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 Jenny, um, lots of examples of hand to hand combat. So mm-hmm. let's let's start with. Um, you know, where, where did you see it applied in, in sort of some different, different feet, like forms of it? Yeah. Well, my very favorite martial art uh, shown in Star Trek world in the future is the space karate chop uh, <laughs> where uh, in the uh, original series, um, basically it's just a one chop to the back of the neck and it drops mm, your opponent. Some, some have called that Kirk Fu. Kirk Fu. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And, and it was, and a lot of this uh, information that I've uh, looked into and stuff comes from memory alpha, which is, you know, a great way to spend the afternoon and uh, d diving into the, the facts behind it. But I was, it was, um, they have admitted that, you know, that was really the space karate chop or Kirk Fu is a, uh, a way to kind of a plot device to minimize the length of fight scenes. Oh, so it was moving along. We've talked about this before, moving yeah. it along at the speed of plot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's like the original series, like they did not have a lot of money. Um, nope. And, you know, they, they reused sets. They, you know, they had to be very sort of, what's the word? Not cheap, but. Uh, Frugal frugal thank you uh frugal <laughs> with like you know ladies uniforms for yeah. example they just didn't have the budget for no. you know pulling stuff and you know or it costs a lot to drink to bring that fabric all the way down to the knees come on yeah, now i know like <laughs> it's fine where it is and then you know you look at kirk's uniform and it's got i don't are you familiar with what rick rack is it's like the, little, uh, the gold yes, zigzag. Yes, yeah. I mean, my mom used to make me little dresses and that, put that on, the, you know, the collar or whatever. I, at one point, I thought it was like a like a take on Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know, like like I thought Charlie Brown was part of Star Trek at one point because he had the <laughs> the gold <laughs> the gold the gold shirt with the stripe on it. I just didn't know what rank he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they—you're you're right. They had to be frugal. So you're so, so you're saying some some of the initial right. versions of this hand-to-hand -hand combat was to move things along, basically. Right. I'm sure that they they did not have the money to pay a fight coordinator, uh, stunt mm. guys, any of that. Not that that William Shatner would have let anybody stand in it for him. True. Yeah, no, no one, no one can fight like him. No. Uh, so so there was the one-handed chop. Right. What about so was the two-handed chop was that was that also talked about in what you've been looking at? Because um, there was there were a lot of examples of him going like, or yeah, like, or like the you know the yeah the, the clasp, yeah the double fist one yeah um, yeah he was just it was it was I think you know Kirk Fu is probably more accurate because it was his fighting style which is like one hit. You know, two hits. I hit you. You hit the floor. That's that's you what the floor. Do is. You know, <laughs> and it, and you know, it was it was on one hand, it drove the plot further without a lot of expense. On the other hand, it you know it 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 built the lore around him as a very strong fighter. You know, I I hadn't even thought about that part, Jenny. But like, they wouldn't have to spend also extra money on special effects for like phasers or other energy weapons. If he's just going in there with one chop and knocking the guy down to the floor, mm -hmm. that saves a lot. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. If, if you're on a stealth mission too, you're not going to want to be shooting stuff around. No, like, come on. Things that the computer could detect you doing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that one Fast and the Furious movie where they all had like, they had to drive old muscle cars because the, the God's eye would pick them up. Anyway, that's mm. I, I I believe you, but I've never <laughs> seen any Fast and Furious movies. So, what? And I and I and I will st I will staunchly put myself up as not watching a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, Jeff, you're snob. Yes, we've established that before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call it I like to call it selective, but you could call it snob. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, Jeff. 
I want, let's hit pause here. I'm not going to start my Fast and Furious podcast with you, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, I think you should, because it would be like, it'd be like me encountering it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I, those, I get it. Those movies are, you know, are what they are. But if you like beautiful cars and fast cars and like sort of having a mystery science theater adventure while watching it and... Um, I just like they're so much fun and and in order to really enjoy the movie Shaw versus Hobbs okay uh, you must have to see you have to see some of them you don't have to see all of them like okay but Shaw versus Hobbs is is like I love that <laughs> speaking of Helen Mir- Mirren she's in there did we talk about her already or was that we did I, I said that you were graceful and gracious oh, yeah. as 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 Dame Helen Mirren yes yes um yeah full disclosure she's you know, do you have like Hollywood movie stars like that are on you get a free pass with with your in your marriage? Oh yeah, we've talked about it. yeah. Okay, Amanda well, and I have that yeah. Helen Mirren's on both of ours, so <laughs> she's pretty amazing. Oh my I gosh. watched I watched Red last night again, just because it's on it's on Prime right now. So it's Bruce Willis, um, and Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman and John Malkovich. Um, you're making a face like you've never heard of this movie I have before. Never heard of this movie, we'll Jenny. See. Tonight, after you, after all of your activities, mm-hmm. pour yourself a drink of something cold. White claw. Your choice: white claw and ice in a mason jar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get yourself a cookie okay. and watch and watch Red. Is it funny? It's funny. It's awesome. Okay. Is it from it's the nineties or something? Uh, it was early. It was like mid two thousands. Okay, so um, they're still they're long in the tooth, but still in their prime. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, and they they play retired agents. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm totally down. How did I not hear about this movie? Oh my gosh, Jenny. Okay, but I, uh, you watch it. Okay, I will. That's all I got. That's and, all I got to say. And you have time to watch the Fast and the Furious movies in these t- stay at home times. It's true. No. I was going to say, like, you know, when you talked about Memory Alpha, mm-hmm. you know, being a good way to spend an afternoon, it is COVID times. Right. There's really no reason that you shouldn't just spend an afternoon on Memory Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or what is it? Next Door. I just joined that today. That's Next been- Door is a fun <laughs> site. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, we are far flung from I, our but i don't know if we are so much i mean okay. let's think let's think about the star trek universe for a second here we <laughs> talked about you know we, we've talked about retired agents they mm-hmm. certainly have a use for brute strength we've yeah. talked about fast oh, and the furious yeah. has, oh, has the fight use scenes for, yeah yeah and they're absurd um <laughs> the more popular the series of movies gets the more like it's in the stars contracts that they can't lose a fight Mm. So, you know, when you have The Rock and Vin Diesel, neither one, like, willing to be the loser, and they're beating the shit out of each other, um, you know, you know, they just sort of, the fight just sort of was like, well, I guess, you know, quip, quip, and they're done. Um, but I, well, I've, got, I've got four, four words for you that if, okay. if you weren't already, if you weren't already thinking about watching Red, if you were just kind of giving me. Oh, no, hell no, I'm going to watch it. Fully I would tell. I would before you say that. I would tell you if I would never watch it. Like okay, okay. We, so we know each my, other well enough. We, we do. My four words are fully weaponized Helen Mirren. Okay, I'm in. 
I'm in. <laughs> oh, and Mary Louise Parker's in it too. Oh well, I don't remember. She yeah. was in. She's the Saint Almost Fire lady. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. West Wing. She was the she was the the political operative in West Wing. She had weeds. Oh. She was in the weed series. I, I feel like she was Brett. But she's, she's in there, so. She could have been. Yeah. She seems like the right the right type. Um, still, of the fully weaponized pack, Helen Marin. Yes, I'm in. And speaking of um, uh, Brett Pack, um, if you have HBO Go or HBO or whatever, are, you must watch Perry Mason. Um, okay. It, it I, is, I, will, I will take a look. It's, it's, well, it's produced by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. And um, it it's gritty. It's you don't want the kids to be anywhere <laughs> near it. But it's it's sort of um, origin story, and it is so good, it's so good. Anyway, Sunday nights. So, so Perry Mason uh, will bring us back to Star Trek because you could say later on, you know, that Perry Mason had sort of that like that old man strength. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is him at yeah. like. Uh, his sort of young man strength, like that's there. He gets well, as in every private eye story, he gets the shit kicked out of him on the regular. Um, yeah, that's what happens. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, don't be a don't be a private eye if you don't want to get yourself beat up, <laughs> right? Look, I wanted to be a private eye, I love private eye stories and all that. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not, I don't want to get my you know face kicked in on a regular basis, on the regular basis, yeah, for, you know, <laughs> 80 bucks an hour or whatever they charge plus expenses. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities to see, you know, hand-to-hand combat outside of the Star Trek universe, inside of it. In fact, like pretty much most martial arts that you know, Earth-bound martial arts, are represented in there. You know, okay. judo, judo, those kinds of things. Um, but you know, the Vulcans had. A mar- martial arts as well, which you uh, ma- most famously represented by the Vulcan neck pinch. Yep. Um, which is so is so part of the culture that I mean, even the Beastie Boys reference it. Yeah. In in Intergalactic, they talk about like a, a you know a pinch on the neck from Mister Spock. Yeah. Like like they rhyme that you know like. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's basically if you're listening to this, you probably know what it is, but you know, they put pressure on the base of your neck right at the shoulder where your neck meets the shoulder. And it it instantly renders the, the target unconscious. So they just like, and, and it's also really fast. So like the the person doesn't even call out or scream or anything. They're just like, you know, and fall. That I think is even maybe at times more effective even than the karate chop because the karate chop, they can let out a, or, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there may be some preambling um, fighting, you know, where they sort of circle each other and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) The Um, knives out. People in the crowd snapping around them. (laughs) (laughs) One's a jet, one's a shark. I don't know. They have their hands joined with scarves in the middle of their circle. Um, it's such a it reminds that kind of fighting which i don't know ever happened in real life but it reminds <laughs> me of like <laughs> like a renaissance dance you know where the couples are <laughs> their hands together and they circle each other and stuff it's like Ugh. it's the like the fussiest looking it does seem like it would take a lot 
yeah. like why don't you just fight? Why why yeah. do you have to get your hands tied together first? Like, I'm the... <laughs> it's like so you can't run. I mean, actually, <laughs> if I'm going to be in a fight, I want to reserve the right to run. Exactly. I like, mean, you know, like it says that you're not allowed to preserve your own skin. <laughs> unless you're in a, you know, Renaissance hand tie fight. Apparently that's know. where the origins of it started. Yeah, I'm more of a like pony boy, you know, skedaddle. <laughs> when the when the rum, when the rumble turns south, I'm out. I'm out. Look, yeah, I, I guess I would, guess because of my, uh, uh, in your words, snobbery, mm-hmm. I would probably be more of the let's tie our hands together type of fighter. So Yeah. <laughs> well, I need a little formality and a little fussiness around this episode, so we're going to tie our hands together. <laughs> um, so, so we've seen, we, said, we talked about the Vulcan neck pitch. Yeah. Um, I think, Jenny, there were a couple other examples of this sort of hand-to-hand fighting that was unique to Vulcan. Yeah. Um, well, can, do you think of a couple others? No, I can think of one more, which is sort of the neck pinch, next level, which is oh. the, which is the tal shea, shea, uh, tal shea, shea. Yeah, it's deadly. Um, so used in. Is that the 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 quote unquote death pinch? Yeah, that that's it was considered a merciful form of execution, uh, in ancient times. So. <clears throat> It puts pressure on victim's neck and it snaps their neck instantly. So it's like, you know, getting a chicken ready for dinner if you are, you know, peasant. So the Vulcans had the neck pinch and, and the death pinch. Yeah. Did did the Romulans have anything similar? No I mean, they idea. they came from the same, you know, the same line for a little bit and then diverged, yeah. right? So I, I will tell you something. I don't recall ever seeing a Romulan doing hand to hand combat. Mm. Um, I think maybe you have, but I haven't, I like, they rely on stealth and chicanery and, um, and menacing, but not really a follow through. Like they're, they're, they're they're super menacing. And so uh, now, yes. And I want to, I was listening to a past episode because what else am I going to do? Um, you know, when I miss miss you and I like, and I'm like, I just want to go back and see how, you know, how we've done. But we talked about the the Romulans being sort of a disappointing enemy uh, Mm. that they didn't really follow through. And as I was listening to that, I'm like, yes, until the first movie, right. Where the Romulans came back with a vengeance. With a vengeance. Like big time. Um, So I just, I just wanted to sort of, Corrections corner here for a second. Yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that, and 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 I'll be the first to to step up and well, maybe the second since you brought it up, <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, uh, who's keeping track? Nobody. But also, I mean, I think in 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 the Picard series, <clears throat> yeah, you know, there's there's definite like there's there's a change of tone. Yeah, well, they they certainly um, seemed more victimized. Picard. Yeah. By the way, uh, CBS is free again this month. So if oh, you haven't, if you haven't seen Picard? Um, hop on board. Go, yeah, go and watch it because, man. Yeah. Seriously, like, out of all the out of all those recent Star Trek, the Picard series says. Mm, yeah. But yeah, as far as Romulans go, I don't. So they didn't I, have any unique, in, like, unique forms of it, or no, unless like. I, I searched Memory Alpha for Romulan martial arts and fighting, and nothing came up. Um, you know, they had their weapons. 
you know, even in the the first Star Trek movie of the new like of uh, J.J. Abrams stuff, um, they're just using guns. Like I yeah. think they get like, you know, at one point the guy's like, "Isn't that worse?" It's like trying to step on Kirk's fingers, and he's like, "I got yeah. you." Yeah. Um, so they're pretty much like, um, I don't know what you call it, like street fighters, if anything. No, no special method or anything like that. Just. So they're not going to tie their hands together, you know, and of circle course, around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're looking at the range from street fight to Renaissance dance fighting. <laughs> Which uh, is a valid range when we're talking about this topic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, uh, although I do enjoy breakdance fighting. Which is of course. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I didn't. Um, I I think that Vulcans had more to do with the martial arts. They just seem like the kind that would. But they're more, you know, about less about violence and fighting. Really. So yeah, with the I think the one exception being you know Ponfar. Well, that's not fighting, Jeff. That's fucking. Well, but it's also fighting when there's a challenge. Okay. Because think Is about that... think about Spock had to fight the other guy, and then and then Kirk stepped in, so Spock mm-hmm. had to fight Kirk, and then he had to like fight him to the death. But that wasn't a Ponfar thing. That was because he was going through Ponfar, right? It was going through Ponfar, and there was the challenge to the like who she was going to marry because oh. She was originally betrothed to Spock. Yeah. And then she said, no, there's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then there had to be a fight, but Kirk somehow was elected to be the challenger. Like, so he was Spock's second? Yeah. Well, but, he had, but he had to fight against Spock. And Spock had <gasps> to kill him in the episode. That's all coming back to me. Yeah, it was pretty deep. Was it hand to hand? Did they have it was hand? It was hand to hand, like hand to hand, and there was like a spear kind of thing. Okay, and and like a rattle shield, you know, like you would have at a rock concert, you know. Woo! (laughs) A what? If you know, like at a gore concert, you know. (laughs) You've never been to a gore concert. Come on, I don't. What is this rattle shield that you're talking? It was like it was like a shield, but it had like little bangles on it, and you could shake it. It was like (gasps) oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> is that a thing at Guar concerts? I'm sure it is. It's got to be. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. So everything, everything's at a Guar concert, Jenny. Come on. Now. Oh right. I'm sorry. That's the black hole of, every, of entertainment. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so so that was you know, there was that example, but it was it was mostly just lunging and punching. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of rolling. Like Kirk could roll. Oh, he could roll. He was like Sonic the Hedgehog. He could like yeah. curl up in a ball. And <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something else that I, this is a something I wanted to bring up around brute force, um, and and I think is something where we have the edge on. We in our time now have edge on the future presented mm. in Star Trek. Okay. All right. Fabric strength. Mm. Every time Kirk gets in a fight, his uniform gets ripped. Every single time. Every time. time. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, you know, it didn't have to rip. Well, you, you could be careful when you're fighting it's, as an so, actor, right? 
is that the danger of a replicator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's the fabric strength kind of wears out over time, you know, like, oh, yeah. that, that used to be really good material, but now, you yeah. know, for the 360th time through the cycle, it's not so great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but his, <laughs> his, you know, you can see his shoulders and his oh, yeah. chest and, and, you know, the scrape marks and fake blood and stuff. And so I think, you know, as far as that goes, I would put up anything in my wardrobe against mm. Kirk's uniform to outlast it in a fight, in a hand-to-hand for, for sure. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Some of my some of my tech running gear, you know, that stuff. Yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I, I think you know I I'm kind of playing dumb a little bit here. I'm sure it was for the for the ladies, um, or or the men, you know, whoever. <laughs> was. Like I don't think uh, Kurt cared who saw his. You know. Uh, he, massive muscle. Well, his he had he had dad strength, like a dad bod. He had a dad bod. Yeah. I mean, but everyone not, in the sixties kind of did, like all the adults yeah. did. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing to just like constantly build up mm-hmm. your physique. It, you know, you got to, yeah. you got by. Yeah. If you could, if you could start the lawnmower <laughs> with that pull cord, then that was strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But even like strong men or whatever, they didn't have like the six pack and the cut. Or like the the Lego Batman with the nine pack, yeah, the extra with the extra muscle. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love Lego Batman. I've got a nine pack. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Well, um, we cannot talk about hand to hand combat without talking about the Klingons. Well, that's where I wanted to go next. Yeah, Um, I I was going to ask you, uh, our friends from Klinzai, right? Yeah, right. Uh, they um well when you, you could Worf trains like has his Klingon calisthenics program yep. on the, a holodeck. Yeah, which looks like something that I would never want to be a part of. No, no, but then he also <laughs> did the like gentler, um, like Klingon Tai Chi. It's called yep. Makbara. Oh, I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, Ooh. and uh. Yeah, he would take the ladies through it in Next Generation. The ladies. <laughs> I just remember them wearing like these pastel like geese and, you know, with Worf with his hair pulled back and, you know, it looked like a so feminine I, hygiene commercial. So I got a, a, an offshoot question about mm-hmm. Worf here that just dawned on me. Yeah. Can we, can we blame Worf for the man bun? Look, I like the man bun. I'm going to stand here and defend it. But did he wear a bun? I mean, it, it got close to it a couple times. Plus, he had that page boy haircut for a while, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I was didn't want to call him Worf. I want to call him Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, no, I... Um, I don't know if they ever got to bun territory. He got ponytail braid. He had, he had ponytail braid a few times, yeah. which could easily go to man bun. Could. I could. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. But Klingon? The man bun? I don't know. See, that tells me he's a renaissance Klingon. Yeah, uh, that says to me he's like lazy and hangs out in his parents' basement and, you know, eats, eats Cheetos with the with Alexander Rojenko and <laughs> some shade. Like, you know, sits there and, and, and plays Steam games for a couple hours at night. 
because he can't go on a date with Deanna Troy any longer. That kind of stuff. <laughs> now, see, I, do, I, find, I find that sort of behavior associated more with a mullet than a man bun. Oh, no. Mullet, I would think, would be um, more closer to like, like, I was always confused of why Tom Paris didn't grow a mullet. Well, yeah. Was restoring oh, my his car. Gosh. <laughs> he was a grease monkey, to be sure. Oh, my gosh. Totally. <laughs> But I think he identified more with like the '60s kind of greaser, yeah, yeah, yeah. grease monkey, than, for sure. Than uh, sort of the '70s muscle car guy. But um, like as far as let me get back to the Klingon calisthenics. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, so the gentler yeah. ones, right? The well, no, I don't. You're talking about the the, no. the 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 holodeck program where Will Riker almost got killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Riker's the only one other than Worf who ever went in on that. And basically, yeah. it was like, was it like a jungle, right? Where yeah, um, yeah. It, it was, uh, where it was a supposedly fight to the death with another yeah. Klingon. Yeah. Or a bunch of Klingons. Or a bunch of Klingons, depending on what difficulty level you yeah. want. <laughs> but uh, I have to, there's another person who is an expert at Klingon calisthenics, and that's Jadzia Dax. She oh. had a, on um, Deep Space Nine. Well, she was like the seventh or eighth iteration of Dax, right? The, the true. True, um, she was seven, seventh or eighth host is what host, right? Yeah. And the Trill lives within her, and and she has all that Trill's memories. And um, I think when oh, she did have a Klingon host for a while, didn't she? I don't know that she had a Klingon host, but Karzan Dax, who was uh, he the rolled one with pride, Klingons. He rolled with Klingons, and he was like best friends with Cisco. That's and, right. Like, that's when right. you sit down with like Dax and um uh this guy sits down to talk he, he was always like to her old like old man old yeah, man yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah um Corzon Dax spent a lot of time with Klingons and learned the calisthenics and she had a calisthenics program that like Worf started using when he joined Deep Space Nine and um, of course they have spoilers you know perfect match those two um I mean you could say it was scripted. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Indeed, Jeff. Way to, uh, you know, tear down that fourth wall. <laughs> but, I mean, they... I'm sorry, Jenny. I'm sorry. I I, <laughs> okay. I, I mocked your Deep Space Nine affinity. And, and, yeah, uh, no, it's I, okay. It's I apologize. Okay. This makes me stronger, Jeff. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, Jadzia Dax is gorgeous you know, beautiful lady, and, like, the doctor, Bashir, is all, you know, always, like, trying to get her on a date, and she's like, nah, you know. Nah. (laughs) Her affinity for Klingons runs deep. Well, and then that would make sense why she would be doing some Klingon calisthenics, too. Yeah, yeah. So does it start with, like, like, is it, like, um, you know how when in, in, like, the 80s and 90s when U.S. companies started to try to do Kaizen, right? And there would be like the quality circle, the Kaizen, you know, the, uh, you know, change, total, total continuous change and improvement. QI. Yeah. And, and, and there was, you know, quality circles and there was also like daily calisthenics before they oh, would work yeah. shifts and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So is that kind of like Klingon calisthenics uh, in, in theory or was it just deadlier? Like, it seemed like what I saw, it wasn't so much like, running in place and push-ups. It was just like evading a spear being thrown at your face. Yeah, it was full on uh, <laughs> rough and tumble fight to the death in the jungle. 
Although uh, Jadzia Dex, her calisthenics program was set in more of a desert. Like, oh, with that's, a, that's a new twist. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's just you got to be ready to take somebody down. Constant know? vigilance. Constant vigilance. And <laughs> it, it, even better if you have um, a hand to hand weapon, which, of course, the bat left. The uh, sword of oh, honor. Oh, the sword of honor. We've talked yes. a little bit about the batleth. That's yeah. a that was a serious thing. Yes, it is um, described as a curved bilateral sword that can de- decapitate its victim with one stroke. So it's like <laughs> um, I had the dimensions. I mean, here. I mean that's, you know that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So the warrior's configuration for the batlet was tip to tip 116 centimeters, which who knows how big that is, but um, it was 5.3 kilos with an exterior hand gripping diameter of five centimeters with blades composite baconite. Mm. So that's all thanks to Deep Space Nine. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, so it was like a, it was like a, maybe a third of a hula hoop kind of, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. like that sort of bend to it. It was. It looks like you could put three of them together, and you'd have a. Well, yeah. Like I've got a. I've got a small version of it that I use for chopping herbs. The nice. Life, you know, <laughs> yeah. sort of like. <laughs> awesome. No, but it's like it's it's bent at a really slight a- angle or whatever that's called. I always or, saw them like I always saw it like being tossed around. Like there were different grips that you could uh, yeah, use on it. Yeah, because you could like both fist forward push or you could you know swing it yeah. around your head or you know use it one-handed uh and and then they it, you know there's a lot of razzle dazzle involved with the you know that sort of pre pre-fight um foreplay or whatever more of the circling and <laughs> yeah, circling and swinging the bat left and like trying to like where am i gonna go where am i gonna go you know watch this hand watch this one not this one yeah to this hand right here <laughs> <laughs> a little fancy footwork and swirl, twirling. Little, the, so let's uh, do a little rope a dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Float like a butterfly, sting like a bat left. <laughs> yes. Well, and <laughs> exactly. Ugh. That, that, I don't, I wouldn't want to have to fight somebody with a bat, bat left. It, it it appears like it's not one of those weapons that's like it looks innocuous. Like as soon as you see it, it it's it's pretty like okay, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulls a bat left out. It's the, it's probably the least subtle weapon on Star Trek. <laughs> so, that's so correct. It's it is completely not subtle. It's, <laughs> there's no misinterpretation about what this is, is what this is going to be here. Mm-mm, with this. <laughs> and the, you know, the thing is too, is it's tied into their like religion or their mythology. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. it was forged by Kalos, who was like the dopest Klingon ever. Kalos, the unforgettable. Let's not leave that off. You didn't see Kalos, by the way, uh, sporting a like page boy haircut. Kalos was like full on like waves, fan, like forever. waves. Yeah. Just like, Crimped Gorgeous. waves of hair, yeah. Gorgeous hair, yes. They did not mess around with Kalis. Um, and but speaking of his hair, um, Kalis cut a lock of his hair and dropped it in some lava. It's in the Kristak volcano, and then plunged. I'll the take bird- your word for that one. Okay, yeah. And then he plunged. This is the the legend of the Batleth. 
Um, so then he plunged that burning lock into the lake of Lusor and twisted it into a blade. So that, <laughs> Kalos, the unforgivable lock of hair forged into a twisted, I mean, talk about your uh, gift of the Magi, right? Like, Man, um, I mean, the best that my hair ever did was it, I, I dyed it green once, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> <clears throat> but once he for, forged that weapon, he used it to fight um, Molor, a tyrant, and then gave it um, the sword that, it's the sword of honor. So, and this was a oral tradition from the Klingon. Sword of, I mean, everything's a, is a blink of honor in Klingon. There's the saucer of honor. Here's the spoon <laughs> of honor that you serve with the targ. Here's the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the blood pie of honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they also, like... Um, Not throwing shade at the Klingons. no. No, by the way, just joshing you, just joshing you. <laughs> I mean, even like even in the uh, even in the trouble with the triples episode, like they, you didn't want to get it on the wrong side. Like they were, no. they were, they were ready to fight at a moment's notice. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not subtle. It was like down to pound your face. Yeah. yeah. My whiskey is the wrong temperature. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, this whole legend and stuff is all. Kalis, the, uh, the Klingons just are looking for his return. Like mm. it's sort of a, you know, there's a messiah story involved in it. Yeah. So the Batleth is a deeply religious item, full of legend and and. Uh, so it's and like they can fight with it. Yeah, well, and I, I would wait. I would go as far as to say that fighting is a part of Klingon spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, well, I do. Yeah, in fact, they evolved to a point where, like, they have duplicates of every organ, like uh, two hearts, two spinal cords, two, two sets of lungs. lungs. Yeah, two, yeah. yeah um, in fact, that was part of how, you know, like, Worf lost the ability to walk, right? Yeah, he did. Because of an injury. I can't remember what happened to him, but um, because of his duplicate system you know, was able to, spoilers, recover. <laughs> spoilers to a show that was, I think, filmed in 1991. Yeah. <laughs> that episode. Yeah. yeah. But spoilers, anyway, I mean, by, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Klingons were built to survive a fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, the, and I think more than any of, their, of the other species on Star Trek. Yeah. Like, the Klingons just exuded brute strength yeah yeah they have the winners they yeah. take the cake they take yeah like every and their ships were muscular looking mm -hmm. you know like the bird of prey was a muscular looking ship it and pointy it, yeah yeah like a weapon you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a hand-to-hand -hand weapon <laughs> but there they did have another weapon uh the maclith the mech okay i've heard of the batleth but i haven't heard of the maclith the Mechleth, sorry, Batleth, Batleth, Mechleth, Mechleth, and the Mechleth is a two-pronged dagger. So it's used to, you know, Whoa. slash throats or disembowel people. Well, and being Klingon, of course, it would have two. Yeah, because you, know. you got to get both hearts. <laughs> yeah. You got to get both spinal columns. You got to get both jugulars. Both, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a real like overhead, a lot of overhead. <laughs> Which is why the bat left is what you see more commonly because you just like cut their head off and no overhead. There's only one head. So. Right. Yeah, that's true. They did not dupl duplicate that. 
I don't. I, I don't found the fatal flaw. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right, that's necklace that put you on the shelf for you know decorative purposes. I mean, it would probably still. I mean, yeah. Thinking of a you know double hilted dagger. That that I mean that sounds that sounds menacing too. Yeah. You know, two, like yeah, two prongs, two pronged uh, dagger. Yeah, and it was for slashing the throat or disemboweling. And sure, I would. I, that's routine. That's like Tuesday. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's. It kind of sounds to me like a bat, a mechleth is something that you could, if you were sneaking, you could probably you would want that over the batleth. Yeah, I mean the batleth, you got that got that huge. Yeah gesture and that's going to be seen yeah, yeah. if you're if yeah. you're a hand-to-hand combat in close quarters the mechlet is is what probably what you would go with okay because i i really don't think that um the klingons are stealthy um in fact no. are opposed to probably espionage and the like uh i mean most of them look like they've just either left a guar or a kiss concert <laughs> You know, those boots make noise. No, frankly. yeah, yeah. They're not. They're there to let you know they're there. Like everything. These about boots them are made for like, making noise, and that's yeah. just what they'll do. Yeah, I'm gonna make noise all over you. I'm uh, gonna make some damage all over you. Yeah, crunch. Yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've when I when I was looking it up, I was like, oh, well, I kind of remember that, but I couldn't tell you from what or where. But I, it's probably on, if you look at a Klingon that's in full regalia, they probably have one on their belt. Yeah, I would think you're right. <clears throat> like Gowron probably had one, mm-hmm. you know, like a decorative one. Yeah. You know, as, as, the, as the high chancellor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and they weren't ones really for like holding shields or anything like that. No, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Shields, were, shields were considered defensive weapons, which that's yeah. not really... Uh-huh. Cling on, they're they're, they're about offense. <laughs> True, but they do wear armor. I mean, they wear armor. Not only do they have offensive weapons, but they take offense at things really quickly too. So, yeah. <laughs> very much an offensive culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best defense is a good offense. That's amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other examples do you have for us? Well, I would be remiss if I did not say fencing. Oh, <laughs> our friend Sulu uh. um, is an expert with the epee. Um, in fact, I—I I mean, that's the one time you got to see him without a shirt. Yeah, and that wasn't caused by a battle wound. That was just, no. hey, I'm I'm fencing, so I don't wear a shirt when I fence. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. That seems like you'd want to have a shirt on. At I the would very least. Tend, I mean, yeah. Like I mean, I know most of the time fencing, you're not aiming to kill anyone. There's the, you know, there's the point system. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, get into a fencing, <clears throat> a fencing match, fight. Well, du- duel. I, uh, I don't, I'm struggling on the terminology on this one. I well, um, let me help you out, Jeff, because I was on the fencing team for two weeks in college. Oh well, then you were you were definitely an expert in quotes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we trained with Epe, and we had face guard on. We had padded um, uniforms, and um, you know it was all about just um, you had like I never did any sparring, so I don't know. 
what it's called. See, I, I like I like the sports where there's like very particular clothing that you have to wear. Yeah, like when you, you know? tie your hands together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With like, your opponent. Like... <laughs> and... <laughs> I knew it had to come back. <laughs> No, but uh, there's gear. There's for sure gear, and it's very controlled. Um, with <laughs> fence, fencing match, I think, is what, what you're Match, match. Okay, okay. Yeah. So kind of like tennis, tennis match. Mm-hmm. Or Quidditch. Okay. Yeah, yes. Which, I mean, is kind of tennis, but deadlier, you know. Yeah, there's some elements of tennis in that. Ish. Ish. <laughs> So, but yeah, the um, I'm so, not so fencing as a as another form. Of yeah, you this. see that, and and that's a overall with the hand to hand combat that you see, um, you know, depending on who's in the fight is kind of like, you know, if you have an Earthling involved, you're gonna see jujitsu and yeah. karate and uh, aikido and and those kind of things. Um, <clears throat> the traditional martial arts styles persist into the future of Star Trek. That's an interesting thing that those, you know, I think that you that you just brought up with the, the traditional methods, even with the Vulcan ones, right? Mm-hmm. The traditional ones persisted um, right. throughout and, and kept going into into that future. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, at that technology, point... Technology gets dated at times. You know, phasers can get... Yeah. It's just True. another phaser, right? Right. But, but martial arts, you can constantly evolve them. You can continue to work on form and technique and yeah yeah and the like they they figured it out and it still works it you know you can do do aikido in 20 the 23rd century and it's going to be as effective as it was back then because like at least with human body you're not like it hasn't changed that much it hasn't changed that much you're right that's a good point there's it's still it's still going to take basic form there right and <laughs> you know and the other side of it is like why didn't a new martial arts why didn't new martial art evolve? You know, mm. and if you think about the the civilization and culture that was created on Earth and throughout the Federation, like, I mean, hand to hand, like they weren't about that. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, well, no, that's not true because both Captain Kirk and Captain Picard were in notorious bar fights, right? Hot yeah, Picard I mean, had a, a yeah. knife through his chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, to have a like Kirk walks away with some scratches. Picard walks away with a needing a heart tra- <laughs> Um But still, that's, like that's, that's no small matter. <laughs> no, and uh, so like bar fighting persists, and I, maybe that's the most modern martial art that we have, right? Bar fighting, yeah. Where yeah. you know you take a bottle and you like, crash the, it on the, the edge latest of the table. The latest evolution of martial arts is bar fighting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's start a dojo, Jeff. A bar yeah, fighting it, dojo. Just based off of bar fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you... Oh, yes. I don't know. Bud's Corner or something like that. <laughs> oh, wait. What was the one in Roadhouse? Pepstito. <laughs> no, it was the deuce. The deuce. That's right. Double, the double deuce? I think it was the double yeah. deuce. But that could yeah. be the name of our dojo. Could be the double yeah. deuce. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, okay, okay. Because uh, it actually was a dojo, really, if you think about it. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it, it was every night. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, but you saw it, right? You saw it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I, 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 have, I have 
I have watched Roadhouse. So you're, you're not above Roadhouse. I am not above Roadhouse. No, it's an excellent movie and you should see it. Don't, I mean, it's... it's Especially for, uh, yeah, just understanding it as now, as it's dawning on me, a, a true form of a new martial art. Yeah, because he does, when he hires in, like when he's starting to work with the staff, right? Because he's, he's the guru of bar He's the fighting. guru, yeah. Is that what they call it? A sensei? Sense, well, sensei... I kind of like guru myself, yeah. but I mean, like maybe a sensei and kempai would be the two leaders of the dojo, yeah. you know. Okay, well, let's not take from somebody else's culture. Let's come up with our own. So he's the he's the head heater cooler. cooler? He's the cooler. He's, he's the cooler. cooler. Okay, you so don't, like it doesn't go past him. He's the cooler. No, he's the master cooler. Yeah, and he's got all these <laughs> knuckleheads. He's got to train in his method, yep. which is like I think you could really take. I think hey. TM, TM, nobody take this idea. Jeff and I is, we're going to have a bar fighting dojo. Look, we're going to, we'll be the brains behind it, okay? We'll find a cooler. Well, yeah, and, and frankly, you know, frankly, I'm not above franchising this either. No, no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the Double Deuce Martial Arts School of Martial Arts. Yeah, Double and, Deuce School of Martial Arts. And, yeah. yeah and, apply now to be a yeah, cooler. Get your kids in. Yeah. Early because the wait list is gonna the wait list. The wait list will be astronomical. Right. So okay. So so instead of a gi, you wear jeans and like a tucked in shirt and a belt and boots. Cobbler. Absolutely. And you could and optional boots. optional rip the sleeves off the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a vest. Um, okay. So the, <laughs> vest vests are highly recommended. Well, you can hide stuff in it because like part especially, of our especially fight, leather vests are highly yeah. recommended. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so like. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> so I think like lesson one is where you get up and chest to chest and like mm -hmm. you know shout in each other's face. That like that's yeah. the basics, and then you move up to where you take a bottle and you smash it on the table. That's um, that's a couple levels up. I think from yeah. the just standing chest to chest, you have to move into the you know the like shoving, the, the shoving and the circling. Yeah, there's knowing always how to, knowing how to circle with like not looking at your feet because you got to look at your opponent's eyes. Yeah. You can't be looking at your feet. No, no, no. You got one, one, one eye on your opponent, one eye on your gal. Yep. Um, and then and, and a third eye on your peer. Yeah, so that, exactly. So you know when you're getting ready to smash. That's it. the it's the inner eye. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then we have to have like in order to earn your belt, and these are no belt buckle. You don't get a belt. You get a belt buckle. Get a belt buckle. Like you're a level one, and you just get a little Budweiser belt buckle, and then you work your way up to like a Texas Longhorn. The, yeah, the dinner plate with the. <laughs> yeah, or what's the one? Uh, um, oh shoot, never mind. I'll get off the track. But we have that. You have one level has to be verbal sparring, right? Like oh, for sure. Yeah. Get talking each other. Yeah. And each other's mothers and all this kind of. Stuff. I I don't. This is. It's. This is going to pull us through. The quarantine chef it's gonna it's learning how to do the dozens but in a bar fight type of yeah. way as opposed to well, just you know street I think corner the the dozens is um you know part of street culture that can be brought into like it's a separate well, for sure. school um, yeah well yeah it's a different stream for yeah. sure but yeah. yeah 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 um and then um so we've got in your face chest bumping we've got mm. shoving uh yep. and we've got shit talking and then um you know, we move up to improvised weaponry, yep. like the beer bottle yep. or the, the beer bar bottle. stool. Bar yeah, stool. the bowl of peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like throw that in the, somebody's face. The, the spray nozzle, you know. The... Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll also have tuck defense, like how to use a table to 
um, like block. Sure. Ashtrays as a shield. Mm-hmm. You know, that or kind of stuff. a Frisbee weapon kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Uh, we're on to something here. I, I like this a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I would go, I would learn, like, I have always been interested in martial arts. I took Kung Fu for two weeks as well. Um, oh, I see a trend. Yeah. <laughs> would yeah, we need to make interest. this a... Would we would we need to make this a two week long program or Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's all it takes. Because I think as Americans, like we're just like raised in a culture that breeds bar fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least it's a, nat- it's, it's a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him on movies and TV all our lives and people talk about it. I'm I don't know if I've ever been in a bar fight or been near one. That's what well, you when 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 the pandemic's over, we should try to start one. Yeah. Oh no, we're gonna write our. We're gonna we're gonna do a business canvas, and we're gonna fill in all the the slots, and we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna give it a go and see. I mean, it's a double deuce martial arts yeah. school. TM. Yeah. TM. Franchising available. Uh, contact sub- us. A subsidiary <laughs> of Tech Tech Podcast. Yes, <laughs> and contact us for details. Yeah. And. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Before we move on from that, I, I do want to recommend in these stay at home times, treat yourself to a Patrick Swayze marathon at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's underrated. Uh, rest in peace. He was I think, under underrated. Um, we have done that in the past and, and includes. So would that include like a red Dawn? Yes. Red, oh, yeah. Do- okay. red Dawn. Uh, well, if you want to go even further back, Outsiders. Outsiders. Uh, I was about to say that's a that's yeah. that's that has to be on the list. It's yeah. a huge one. Uh, Red Dawn, um, and now I'm not. Oh, you, it's up to you if you want to do Dirty Dancing or not. Um, My wife is very partial to it. I think it will keep some people involved in that. I, we uh, also went and visited marathon. the the camp that that was filmed. Oh, at, did by you? The way. Oh, yeah. cool. That's yeah. Awesome. Is that in New York? No, it's in Virginia. Oh. It's in like the mountain part of Virginia. Cool. Yeah. It's very so, pretty. Yeah. But also Point Break. Oh, Point Break. Ooh. Roadhouse. Um, Did Point Break come before or after Roadhouse? I always oh, forget after, that. After. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that like Swayze's star was rising and Keanu's was rising kind of at the same time. It was, that's a tough combo to beat right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, my favorite Patrick Swayze movie is Tu Wong Fu with love. <laughs> yes. From, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the whole title, but yeah. Um, the, I think that the character that he plays in that is very, you would like her, uh, very prim, mm-hmm. um, you know, upper middle class upbringing drag queen lady. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, the, the it's so such a heartfelt joyous movie um and i well i just really enjoy drag queens and drag queen culture and all that stuff and uh on um, the tuong fu is especially considering the age of that movie like it when it came out it was you know um in in times that weren't as open maybe as they are now with regard to sexuality and that kind of True. stuff yeah so, that was that was, you know, 90s, I think. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo. Um, I, was, I was trying to think, was John Leguizamo? That's who yeah. I was trying to think. And they're, they're trying to school John Leguizamo because it's just sort of a, um early, adopt, like in the early stages of drag. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. the rules and all that stuff. 
But my one of the best parts is in the opening scene where RuPaul is leading a drag drag competition and comes out <laughs> comes out in a dress that was a Confederate Confederate flag dress and and the drag name was Rachel Tension. <laughs> Gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's so good. It's so good. Um, but anyway, that um, it kind of takes you back to. You know, if you like watching hand-to-hand combat, in the most part, you're going to get it with Patrick Swayze movie. Um, and, True. You know, he's just, you know, gone too soon. Gone too soon. Oh, wait, no, that's not Patrick Swayze. Oh, okay. Movie. I, got, <laughs> uh, I, I was startled there for a there second. Was a, and there was another surfing movie. Was it Chasing Mavericks? Mm, um, I don't know. Anyway, that was a good surfing movie if you like surfing movies. But uh, treat yourself well, to, to a Patrick Swayze and, and also, and also, I mean, just to you know, to simplify that even further, in in these times, yeah. it can be stressful. It has been very stressful at times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, people for are, your, people, for you, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Primary school age children home when you're trying to work at home is uh, I don't know how you're doing it. Um, I have teenagers asleep all day, so <laughs> it's interesting at times, um, but. Also remember at times to, to treat yourself just even period. Like, mm, yeah, like, like turn it off for a minute, it, it, regardless yeah. of whatever you're going through, turn yeah. it off for a second and just, yeah. Yeah. You, Take you deserve advantage. a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm loving it, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> no, I totally agree. Like, um, it's, just to sit in a room and disappear from the world for a little bit. And, and mm. especially with a, with an actor like Patrick Swayze, who's, you know, entire catalog um, is more than 10 years old, you know, where you, I, true. So I think what a ghost, like I skip ghost. Um, but yeah. Is that really a Patrick Swayze vehicle or is that more of a Demi Moore vehicle? I don't know. He brought the same, and he brings a certain intensity to every movie that he's in. Um, I thought you were going to say he brings a certain intensity to being a ghost, and I would have agreed. Oh even yeah. More with that. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now that I think about it, I think he gets. Well, he does die violently, doesn't he? Does he get into a fight? <laughs> a I think bar so. Fight? He gets stabbed. Um. It's it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, nothing beats Roadhouse for a good bar fighting movie um and and to bring that back like the like at least two of the star trek captains are bar fighters like they are and they it's a, big time and i could see ben cisco getting into a bar fight come on you know yeah. he's gotten into a bar fight eh, I, no you know like i think he could hold his own i do in the mirror universe i could see him get into a bar fight for real you know, in the mirror universe like, i could see myself getting in a bar fight true <laughs> Uh, in the uh, very universe, I see myself dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, there's no goatee. I'm just done. I'm done. Yeah. Um, no, no. I.
get this. <laughs> but uh, we used to go to this bar called the Red Dog Saloon. Um, it's a, in Canton South, if you can believe there's a place named that. Um, <laughs> and it, it was like, it was a really old bar that they then built onto. Um, mm-hmm. So there was like a, almost like a barn area so that there's lots of tables and lots of room and karaoke was sort of in the corner and you could do your thing and people play pool or eat or drink or whatever and then you know you could go outside and people smoking out there but like I when I have had a couple of drinks enough to get me up and to be able to sing then I I just kind of don't have a filter right so um my approach is not really to physically hurt people but to emotionally disrupt them (laughs) and and, um nothing to me is more fun than trolling rednecks which you can understand would be the type of person that populates the red dog saloon i mean it seems like they would be a natural demographic for it yeah right right so we were standing outside and and also at the red dog nobody's a stranger Uh, for for me Uh, when i'm at karaoke level intoxicated uh, everybody i I just go start talking to them and so I was talking, and, I, and I've actually been around that level yeah. of before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I can I can say I can say that that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's um, this sort of unleashes all the anxiety, and I can just just say what's on my mind. And um, so I was talking to this one guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just got my nipples pierced," and he like raised his shirt up, and I looked at him, I was like, "Oh, the, I didn't know that you were gay," and he was like, <laughs> "I'm not gay," and I was like. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should never have said that. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm like, that's such a, I don't know where that came from other than, you know, that's more gay culture, like piercings and and that it's not just gay culture. I could have said, Oh, you're a punk rock or whatever. You're in, into. Oh, you like, you like, I don't know. You like 15th century Renaissance knife fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I said this thing that was like, I was very trying to be supportive (laughs) But, you know, <laughs> in the sort of rural parts of the country, like your manliness is, you know, sacro- sacrosanct. And so. Yes. Uh, and, if you, and if you don't feel confident enough about yourself as a man, everything is a threat. Well, yeah. And, and he it, was like all night long. He kept coming up to me. and He's like, seriously, I'm not I'm not gay. Gosh. I'm like, dude, I know. I'm, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I, that was me being like stereotyping people who had their nipples pierced. I, that was, that's my bad dude. But it must've been like three or four times that he came up to me the rest of the evening <laughs> to try to clear this matter up. So I'd like to clear the air here for a second. Yeah. Uh, and let's uh, <laughs> standing on top of the bar. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would say I'm lucky I didn't get in the fight because I might have said that to the wrong person. Um, yeah, easily I've led to a fight. Yeah. I think because I'm a female that that, that might have um, di- – that's why I didn't get punched in the face sure. probably. Sure, Um, But anyway, well, that's <laughs> that's the kind of bar fight. I like, I'm more about like loosening the bolts, not blowing the bridge up. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're the person who's just going to uh, like loosen the, the top of the salt shaker, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I wouldn't do that. I uh, that's me, me, me. I will. I will maybe say something about you that'll question core value of yours <laughs> for an evening. But, but you know, the salt shaker—that's just way too mean. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't ruin somebody's dinner. I just want to ruin their night. 
So. Uh, well, speaking of someone who not only I think uh, would never get into a bar fight because he's too much of a wuss, but also um, it deserves to have his life questioned. Uh, I think it's time for a cookie break. From yeah, Russell. I do. Was he ever, <laughs> <laughs> was he ever in a fight? I, I, I got to think that he would never have gotten into a fight. No. I, I never saw him in a fight. Like even in the one episode where there was like that wild video game that they were yeah, all playing. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That it was such a little shit in that video. He was. Oh my god, that was the worst. Wesley was when he yes. was in that sexy game. Oh my gosh, it was awful. Ugh. 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 And he blew his and he blew his chance with Ashley Judd too. I mean, come on. Oh, I, as if there were ever a chance. Well, they were trying Ashley. to write it like there would have been a chance, but still. There was never a chance with Ashley Judd. No. Come on, seriously. Out of his league. Seriously. Queen. <laughs> yes, Queen. Uh, those two. No, no, no. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Stranger Things. No, no. 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 Well, no. It, that his, like, kind of raunchy orneriness and that was like, this is, this is just gross. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's just kind of, yeah, it was gross. So yeah. I, think anyway. it's time for, I think it's time for him to... Yeah. Keep paying penance for that awful, <laughs> yeah. awful episode. Well, that, and, that hour will never get back. Yeah, that, I, that I've lost entirely to ineptitude. Yeah. And I think it's time for him to give us a cookie. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> like cookies. There you go. Oh, it's another fortune cookie. I see yeah. you're really branching out there, Wesley. Well, she's after perfection, I guess. Fortune cookies are difficult to make. There True. is a there um uh, the Great British Baking Show. They made had uh well their technical challenge was to make a fortune cookie. And every, those guys are good bakers, and they're like I don't I I don't know they couldn't get the shape right. So, <laughs> there's a discipline to it. But this is at this point it's becoming a religion with Wesley. So what's your say, or do you want me to go first? Let's have you go first here. Okay. Mine says, what's in it for me? What is it for you? <laughs> That's a good question. That's like one of those fundamental, like, I remember that being, you know, we had, uh, we had this in my business degree. One of the, one of the teachers was like, I'm going to do some real talk with you guys here. Yeah. I always loved that. You know, I was like, Oh, let's see. Turn the chair around backwards and we're like, hey, guys. This isn't a lecture today. This is a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Worst. I'm like, just talk. I'll write. We'll do a test. I'm like, done. I just want to take some notes, get my test done, and get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. You you walk into the classroom and the the chairs are in a circle. You're doomed. Like, just turn around and walk back out. Yeah, I'm going to be sick today. I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Can I borrow your notes later? Because I am not down for this. (laughs) <laughs> it was totally that it was it was totally that kind of thing it's like today we're gonna to do some real talk really i mean when you're in when you're in any type of situation when it comes to negotiating with the customer mm. you always got to think both sides are thinking what's in it for me yeah it's like okay like i mean that's showbiz right thanks i mean <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm glad I had this straight talk with you today, Prof. I mean, it is, it is obvious, I guess. But is there like, okay, I am talking a lot about 
myself today. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Jenny, I, I you've got like a lot to talk really about. Valuable. Enough about me. Enough about me. You talk about, about me. Yeah. Why don't you tell me what you think of me? Uh, <laughs> no. Um. I am the per. I'm when I was a kid, and I was briefly in brownies. It was longer than two weeks. Um. The only badge I earned <laughs> was be a ready helper. Mm. Um. And. Okay. And so that kind of stuck with me and, you know, I've been in my whole career has been from a helper perspective, like training um, people how to do stuff and junk. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> stuff and stuff and junk. <laughs> yeah. And I've always like tried to be selfless in everything I did. Um, and that didn't work out super great in certain situations and it's like you know somebody was like oh can you help me move um you know it's like yeah i wouldn't be like oh, is there gonna be pizza you know like <laughs> there's none of that i was like yeah uh can i borrow money yeah can i you know i don't know um will you watch like all the neighborhood kids while we go and party yeah <laughs> you yeah. know are you providing some drinks <laughs> <laughs> no but you know it's like that and as I've gotten older and started to see things, it's like, well, yeah, what's in it for me is a legit question. It's not, yeah. it's not, you know, you want to get to a win-win on things where both parties can walk away feeling like they've gotten what they wanted. Kirk would say there's never, a, there, for him, there's no no-win situation. Right. True. <laughs> True. Is he part for Ringy? <laughs> He's got to be somewhere right there. <laughs> No, but I think it's important to at least, you know, be able to be like, hey, we're going to, um, we have a goal. We're going to work together and this is what you'll get out of it. And this is what I'll get out of it. Um, it's fair. One person can't be like, oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, well, yeah, you can't have, so it, uh, I, I read a lot, you know, I think you and I both talk about that, yeah, right? I'm a dork, right? <laughs> well. um, <laughs> but one of the books I read talked about um, just sort of like this one, his one depiction of how a lot of people view certain parts of the Midwest, like Minnesota and, mm -hmm. you know, North Dakota, those types of where there, everyone's a little bit more, I guess everyone's a little bit more um, casual about taking the lead. Like no one, like there's not, it's not a super aggressive alpha culture, that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? And he said, the problem that causes at times is like when, like, let's say we're trying to sing a song, like, well, no one, no one taking the lead means that we're all harmonizing, but we're not harmonizing on anything in particularly good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So someone's got to take the lead at some point and say, what's in it for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like everyone waits to go through the door because they're all waiting for the next person to go through the door. Yeah. <laughs> after you, no, no after, after you. After, no, after yeah. You. <laughs> So what's your so mine, mine is uh, anything stolen is pure profit. That's for sure. <laughs> it didn't cost you nothing. Well, <laughs> Maybe. It, it depends on the level of the heist, right? Maybe. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I, I knew you had to go there. 
They have a whole duplicate room vault. I mean, again, one of those movies, like, I can watch that movie. I can watch that movie once a week. Mm-hmm. It's such a great movie. Ocean's Eight, too. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't seen oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet because we were busy. <laughs> Just with kids. So Yeah. Um but Oceans, yeah, the both the Oceans ones, but yeah, like they built a complete duplicate safe room. Yeah. Yeah, they laid down a lot of money to get well, they ended up getting They got bang. A lot of money back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess they, there was a certain investment, does that? Does that, like, what if you steal something, it's pure profit? I, um, I don't know. I well, can't it doesn't understand. say. It doesn't say if you steal something. It does say anything stolen is pure profit. Oh. So it does put a wrinkle on it because it doesn't necessarily mean your investment. So, it just fell off the back of a truck. Yeah. You find it. You find it. That situation, I think, is pure profit yeah um until you get caught <laughs> i think i like so like the scenario that immediately comes to mind so ocean's level is one right but groundhog's day when mm-hmm. he just takes the money out of the back of the uh, of the, the armored truck. truck yeah because they were paying attention to something else but he like he didn't set anything up he didn't mm-hmm. do any investment. He just, because it was Groundhog's Day, he just watched it happen each time yeah. and knew when they were going to both have their back turned. <laughs> well, there is an investment in casing the joint. I mean, that's time you could be making money in the legit world. Yeah, but it was Groundhog's Day. so I know. I'm just saying that. He didn't have to worry. <laughs> he did, but he did have to do some legwork. He did. You're right. You're he right. did. Like, I think, like, you know, just with his... It has this sort of uh, ring of a perpetual motion machine, which you know, like there, there's with every transaction, there's a bit of friction. Yep. True. Tax that you have to pay in some way. Maybe you're not paying the government, but now, Isla, seriously, sorry. <laughs> Is that your puppy? Uh, yeah. Yes, our our lovely dog <laughs> decided that right now was the time that she would wake up and, and come to try to eat her food. That's oh. been in her bowl. That's been in her bowl since nine this morning. Mm. Yeah, it's just her world. We're living in it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. So brute strength on the brute on strength. the scale. Which, which scale is it? The is it the Renaissance knife fighters, or is it the <laughs> <laughs> the Kirk <laughs> or the Klingon Batleth? Uh, on the scale of our Tech Trek podcast, um, I don't think we can live without brute strength. Frankly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, unfortunately, like there are going to be po- people who uh, lose control of their temper. People who? <laughs> people who lose control of their temper. Um, it's true. It's just yeah, part of being a being, yeah. a breathing sentient being. And you might not have a phaser handy, and it might not be the right time for a phaser. Right. I mean, if you're at a bar, like. They probably don't let you bring a phaser in. I mean, that's part of it, right? Like improvised weaponry in yeah. a bar fight is in a bar fight. Check your guns at the door. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. Even like even Lord of the Rings, you know, when they had to leave their swords at the at the front door with the yeah. one guy, you know. Yeah. Like the only person armed is a bartender in the bar. It's true. It's very true. In fact, I think in the double deuce, they don't they don't have weapons. No. 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 
and in our dojo, they also won't have weapons right. unless they can come up with their own. Right. Uh, it, just the improvised <laughs> weapons bar fight um, classes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a part of a, the human condition. Yep. Um, people are unpredictable and people are passionate and um, blood boils. And then there are, you know, the Klingon culture is sort of, that's their religion pretty much is fighting um, and all the sort of pride around honor and tradition and all that kind of stuff too. So like, I don't know if it's, if we, as far as the technology goes, like, I think like hand to hand weapons is for sure in the Star Trek universe are way worse than in like phasers and other things. Okay. Um, as far as like, the phaser is more like, I just need you to lay down right now so I can get past. <laughs> so I can get past. Uh, right, right now you need to be laid down. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's more about, um, it's less about beef and more about like moving, uh, you know, re reducing resistance, <laughs> you know. Well, personal. I thought, so Grandpa Klingon had something to say uh, oh? this week. Oh, I bet. Um about uh, you know when we we're talking about brute strength he he brought uh, obviously as a klingon you know uh -huh. as a as a bias right yeah. but his his proverb for me his quote you know his quotable quote mm -hmm. was um if winning is not important why keep score yeah and i think that applies to a bar fight too yeah <laughs> yeah Well, you know, there's just reminded me of maybe another specialty in bar fighting, which would be hustling pool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's usually going to be the impetus of a lot of fights. <laughs> right. That or a poker game, you know, yeah. <laughs> if it's the old West. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're a cheat. <laughs> flip the table. Like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that where table flipping came originated? That's got to be where table flipping started. Yeah. Or was that with the Jesus and the bankers in the temple? Well, that could have been, you know, because okay. he got angry with, with a, a pool game as well. Um, yeah. Maybe, so. it, was a, it wasn't real specific. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I, just, I think. I visualize it as a table flip because I, I've seen it in Jesus Christ Superstar. And it's a literal table flip when he's going. No, it does talk. It does. It, you know, it, it the scripture does talk about turning over tables. Really? Yeah. Well then, there, there you have it, folks. Yep. A table flip is a age-old human tradition. Yeah, and it's again persisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Jesus' times to the the ancient West. To, the I mean, even in Star Trek, in in the Tribbles episode, they they flip tables over in the in their bar fight there. Yeah. Gosh, that's a good bar fight. It's a really good for, bar fight for that show. Yeah. Let's Scotty. Go. Scotty was on point yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him check off the bat, you know, slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah. Then he started insulting the Enterprise. Mm. <laughs> no, not my lady. Not not my lady. <laughs> but back to back to your Klingon wisdom though, like why keep score if winning's not important? Mm-hmm. And like who's saying winning's not important? Moms? moms yeah yeah you know participation just culture. go out there and have fun 
I mean, that, you know. Oh, you're all you're all winners for you're for all trying because you got giving out there, it a try. You put down your switch and you you went out there <laughs> and did it. Your Bless Game Boy you. batteries died, so you went out there and gave it a shot. You did it, kiddo. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know, cause like I am, I just like to win. Um, and Tiger Woods talks about why he plays certain golf tournaments. Uh-huh. Because he wants to win that golf tournament. Yeah. It's not to like go and enjoy the nature of you know the eighteen holes that he's playing and Mm-mm. and to to get to do it four times in a row or to to have fellowship with other golfers out there. He's out there to to win that tournament. That's it. There's no <laughs> there's yeah. no middle ground there. <laughs> yeah, I, it's decidedly unsubtle. <laughs> well, you know, and it's a business thing for him too. Like that's how he makes his money. For sure. When winning, that's how you win a semi truck when you are arm wrestling, and go over the top. Ooh, there's a reference for you. Yeah. Wow. Like there was a score. And it was double elimination, so you had to be eliminated <laughs> twice from that. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of Sylvester Stallone movies, but I've yeah. not seen Over the Top. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. the The way that it's just it's just it has just bad. Aged, yeah, it has okay. not aged well. Um, taking yeah. a young boy into truck stops with them. That's um, not advisable. No, and it's just, and I don't, I know it wasn't like then even thought about probably in that movie, but it, there's so many like this boy is um, low hanging fruit for mm-hmm. for all kinds serial of serial killers. Stuff. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. So uh, I don't know. I think maybe Mystery Science Theater might have done a treatment, or um, there's a podcast called How'd This Get Made? Uh, How'd This Get they, Made? Where yeah. they talk about um, how this bad movie get made, and they've done over the top, and it's better to listen to that than, than actually watch the movie than, yeah in fact if you don't want to watch fast furious movies they have every they've done every single one and um adam scott is their guest host. this uh the, the regular hosts are um uh, jason manzukis and who is hilarious yes gene that gene that guy John, oh no gene uh <laughs> diane rayfield i can't think of her first name uh, June, June Diane Rayfield, you'd recognize her if you saw her. And then, yep. uh, God, I can't think of his name that was on I Love the Eighties and had like kind of a gap tooth bald guy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Peter, uh, Paul Shear, Paul Shear, Paul Shear, yeah. Paul Shear. So those three, and then they have a guest host and Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Rec, like yep. uh, on every single one. And as they come out, they go as a group and see them, and then they like when it's fresh, they they do a show on it. And that's fantastic. And, and so that maybe that like I don't require you to watch Fast and Furious movies. I don't judge you to your face about it. Um, but I think I appreciate that. You bet. I think that you would like to if you listen to their Fast and the Furious podcast. Um, th- and they love the movies. Like I love the movies. Um, but uh, I think it would be if you're if you're not into like actually watching them. It's fun to hear them talk about it. So awesome. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Lots well, of recommendations. Lots of recommendations. Lots of references. Yeah. Lots of lots of Kirk Fu. 
yeah. Lots of neck pinches and uh, the Romulans not participating. Um, yeah. In my book, not, in my book, not only they, they not get uh, considered on the scoreboard, right? But they don't get the participation trophy either. No, Sorry. no. And, and I'm probably in the Romulan school of fighting until <laughs> we open our bar fighting school. Until we open the double deuce. Yeah. <laughs> so look for that coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could just build it in Minecraft or something. To, we can... We'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, I, I still, I, yes, I want, I want there to be the official um, uniforms as well. Yeah. So yeah. there needs to be gear, you know. Chambray. Yeah. Cowboy Chambray, boots. vests, boots. Bandanas. Yeah. Bandanas. Hat, uh, hats. Ball caps, cowboy hats, whatever. Like, pick your hat. Like, there has to be headwear. headwear. Yeah. Like, just, it could yeah. be a uniform, but like, you can distinguish yourself with the, your own style by the, the headwear. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, yep. Very good. Um, so, yeah, if we're going to give it a rating, I'm going to give it a five as hey. far as like, it's a necessary evil. Um, it, it's also kind be, of fun, fun to watch. Yeah, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It does, and and it does move things along. It does. So, Whether it's the the chop or like the extended like battle with the Gorn guy. Yeah, I mean, our, I mean, the neck pinch ended a lot of scenes. It sure did. That was that. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I like it. Would just he would just come in and like it was like when Indiana Jones shot the guy with the webs. Yeah, exactly. Or the, or the whatever like, it was swords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, this is an audio podcast, so I'm yeah. of course simulating the sound of. It's uncanny. It's just like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, that's what I've that's what I've been told. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a future as a foley artist, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a knife. Well, collector. yes, that too. Um, well, guys, that wraps us up. I think. So. Yep. If you liked what you heard, give us a shout. Go to our yeah. Facebook page. Let us know. Continue to post funny pictures up there. Yeah. Um, I love them. I, it's, <laughs> there's some amazing – like, the internet just wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and new people are joining, like, the people that aren't just doing it for, you know, to support us because they're our friends. Uh, it's like I've got added a couple people that I don't know yet. Yeah. And, uh, so it's great to have some new folks on board. Hope they like this. Yep. I hope to, too, too. Yeah. So. It would be good, too, to also if you want to give us – a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast too. That that will help us. Yep. You I don't can know find how. us on you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us in Spotify podcasts. Yep. yep. Um, and you can go to techtrackpodcast.com and you can uh, listen the old fashioned way by downloading yeah. it or just by downloading it. it. Heck yeah. So, and all of, and all the up. all the podcatchers out there can find it too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got that stuff, so yeah. Well, I think that I think that does it then. Yeah. And so as we send you on your way, I just want you to remind you of one key thing. Kids, horseplay leads to sick bay. So <laughs> take it easy out there. Yeah, Kirk out. Kirk out. <laughs> <laughs>